2: That's right, Is he camping for breakfast, S-E-N-Z, but good morning to you on a frosty, frozen the Day Christchurch morning, that is right, I hope you keep it warm out there, I know, must be cold in Auckland because Mr Tony Kemp, I don't know what he's up to, but if you get look a uh, chance to look at the socials today, take a look, probably the best yet, best <laughs> ever! I've seen you dressed up Mr Tony Kemp,
0: how are ya? <laughs> oh, I'm good but I'm good, you'll get best dressed up, I've just got a jacket on, <laughs> it's freezing outside mate and the only thing I could find when I walked out the door was me had my jacket hanging up on the coat hanger so I put that on um, and I'm just about to take it off because Rick's got the studio <laughs> heaving at the moment, it's <laughs> nice and warm, it's like toasty as, um, but yeah mate, no good to be back, good, good to be back after uh, taking a day on Friday Kempe. and heading up north, it was beautiful. It's- it's Jake the Muss-esque, I must say. Are you wearing a <laughs> black singlet under there? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, mate. back in my days on the door. Yeah, got any ID? No, you're out. Get out. Get out of here. And not in those shoes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is this is a club, mate? Not the works Get out. Get out of here, No, mate. It's um. Oh, it was cold though this morning. God, you just be careful down there, eh? You be careful down there on your. On your little hoppy leg and your, your crutches. Now sliding around on the oh. frosty
2: decks. Mate. I had a morning, lads. Rick dog, big good morning to you, brother. Morning, but I had bro. a big morning. I um, I had my first little whoopsie, whoopsie daisy. And thankfully thankfully, my daisy walked out and helped me out. But uh, yeah, had a little slip on the deck first time this morning. Got a bit confident. You know how you... You're walking around and just you know, when you're walking through the ocean and you got a little stick and you're prodding just to hopefully see that stingray or feel that stingray or something that's just going to give you a bit of a fright in the front of you. While well, I was doing that with my with my crutch, I was walking. Oh, yeah, that feels right. No frost on there. Well, uh, anyway, get closer to the to the gate and obviously there was a frosty bit and it was pitch black. And put my crutch down and went, went and did the moonwalk across the deck and... Oh, First time I was like, Oh yeah, this knee's pretty pretty sore <laughs> and I just I was oh, in agony. Careful. Absolute agony. And I uh, must have been squealing, because Daisy ran out and and helped me out <laughs> I was on the grass. But <laughs> um yeah, first little moment this morning, lads. I was Ooh. getting a bit
0: too confident. You have to go so, you have um, to you have to go for a trip down to Bunnings later today, mate, and get you a strip of that, that grass, you know, like that. That artificial grass yeah. and just strip that out along that um, that concrete you've got there before your gate Heading into that house, that little pool house mate so that you don't um, slip over Because I'd say the frost would be around for a couple more months down there
2: oh, I'll have to do it, yeah slip mat I think it is So we'll head along and to Bunnings and get me a nice little slip mat, put it on down And uh, that'll that'll sort that problem but it's okay, I'm here and I'm ready to rip into a big day How was your weekend Rick Dog?
1: Uh, my weekend was pretty good, mate. Gotta be said. Gotta be said. Just uh, oh, you know, hung, hung out with the family pretty much. I went went round uh, to Ross Carl's place. You know Ross Carl? From Sky? Yeah, yeah, nice. went, went, to, yep. went, went to Ross's on Friday night, ate pizza, had a few beers, nice. watched the blues, and then uh nice. yeah, took the daughter to swimming on yeah, on Saturday and You mean hung you out. didn't
0: watch the Warriors?
1: Well, no, I didn't, I didn't, well, just, I've been meaning, me and Ross have been meaning to catch up for ages, and it's always been, come around and watch the rugby, come around and watch the rugby, so finally, finally made it work, so we went around and watched the rugby, so it's alright. It was good
2: though, it was good,
0: it
1: was
0: a good game. Oh, no, on the, on, the, turn on the, Blues. straight off. On the blues. That blues. straight <laughs> off to the Warriors,
2: I'm going to be completely, I was like, watching the Warriors game, it's so good.
0: Mate, I had the, I had the <laughs> double screen going, you know, you can get this, um, Oh, the app, on the app you've got to, You can actually watch both games and choose which
2: mm.
0: uh, commentary you want to listen to. Oh, I have the Warriors commentary off and listen to the the rugby talking about the Blues, mate. That that Blues winger, seriously, like he's got he's got spiders on him, Talia. Mm. Like the way he runs and the way people fall off him, I, I'm in awe. I, I just watch him and go, he ain't nowhere getting through that, and he just. It's like he runs and shrugs his shoulders or something like that. You know, like he's like the rubber man and just shrugs people off yeah. him and they fall off him. I'm, go- I'm going just tackle him. Look, look at him. He's on Telly now. He's not a big. He's not like the <laughs> biggest man, is he? He's yeah. just he's just unbelievably elusive. Oh, the the
2: one thing that really um, painted the picture of how good this kid is is when he shrugged off Michael Hooper and there was about three others around him and they set up that trial when Finlay Christie went about. Uh, 60 metres. Man, that's when I knew, oh, this guy is something different. And, and honestly, people won't believe this, but I room with Namani Nindolo. And Namani, every pre-game, he'd have this big bottle of this oil. And it looks like, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it comes from his village. It's a, it's a special oil. So he'd rub it on his body before every game. And I'm thinking, oh, what is this is, you know, and he's oh it's just nice, good it's, it's coconut oil from the village, from his village, it's it's a religious, spiritual thing. I don't know. But anyway, he rubs it on his body every time. And then it all it came, it sprung to me that I was like, This is the reason they can't tackle him, mate. <laughs> he's putting all this slippery soap, all this all over his whole body. I'll bet you, Mark. Talia does the same thing because at the moment, no one can tackle the bugger. <laughs>
0: no one can get him. That's, that is probably right too, mate. Yeah, because it does look like that. Is that when people put his hands on him, it's like, oh, mate, they just, you know, get your hands off me, type thing. Um, if he isn't down on the list for the All Blacks when they name the championship side, my, I'll eat my hat. He is by far the best, <laughs> best winger we've got in this country. I mean, like, there's not even anyone close.
2: He'll be there. He'll be there. He he be, he'll be. be the first name. He'll be the first name, Rick Dog, on that list. But when you think of the others, man, I, I just can't. I, I'm confused. This is hard to pick. You know, where do they go? Stevenson, done a love Zane Sullivan, and I left him out. I'm old base fifteen last week. I was, I was like, what are you doing, you idiot? He's been going great for the full. Um, for the, for the Blues at the back too. But um, mate, Mark Talia, first name on that list.
1: Yeah, gotta be. Got to be, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the, with that fullback position. We've talked about this before, though, right? I mean, when you've got mm. Demac and Bowden in your squad, because they're both going to go, we know they're both going to go. But Richard's your number one ten. That means you can probably select one less outside back, and for me, that's going to put somebody like Sean Stevenson in jeopardy of not going to the World Cup.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, I, I don't personally. I don't think they can leave him out. Now, I think if you go to a World yeah. Cup, you need X factor. You know, you need you need people that can uh, turn teams inside out, and both Stevenson and Talia have been doing. They're the best at, best at it this year in the in the in the super comp. So if they leave him out, you know, it's sort of you just got too many question marks around Bowdoin, um, You know, Will Jordan, how's his head? You know, Damien yes, he can play in those positions, but at least you know what you get with um, Sean Stevenson. Man he carries the ball. Him and Talia carrying. The, if I was a defender. I'd be much more worried about Stevenson and Talia carrying the ball back at me than um, those other blokes.
1: Well, I think Talia's got the 14 jersey nailed down, right? The question mark's really over who's yeah. going to play in the 11.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's that's the big question. And and the big question is, what do they do with Bowden? You know, like Bowden's playing 10, predominantly for the, for the Blues. And I've already tried this at 2019, and I spoke about it during that time, that I just want an out and out fullback, you know. Mm-hmm. that is playing that. So I do, I do understand their reasoning because Bowden can control the game. He knows, you know, when you're playing that 15 jersey, you got to be a driver. You got to be another, you know, a, another voice and eyes for that ten position and make good decisions on the left hand side. You need to be able to control two sides of the park when they hit the middle of the rack. I can see that, but then on the flip side, he hasn't been playing there, so he is the key in this back three, I reckon. Where do where does Fozzie and Co. See Bowden Barrett fitting into this All Blacks. Is he a backup team
0: or is he going to be starting fullback? I think that's the big question. Yeah. yeah. And does he, does he, like, does that pivot work? Does that two pivot with Richie Moonga or, or D Mac and and uh, Bodie work? You know, is it, is it too, you know, what do you call it, lateral? they're moving it too lateral too often. That's sometimes when I'm watching the All Blacks, it it tend to go that it goes that way. When you've got Moana Barrett, well, I think you need more of a well. I'd hate to say it, but more of a direct fifteen. You know, that's going to just take the line on. Um, That's a real. That's a real interesting part because you come up against that defensive structures at the English or the Northern Hemisphere sides. The the, the Irish that they play against you and shut you down you're going to need someone who wants to carry the football
1: Yeah I, mean, I think you know Izzy we used to go back to uh, you know going back to say Aaron Major's day or even Ryan Crotty's day mm. that that dual pivot was the 12 right you basically had a 10 who played 12 or you know had that skill set mm. but they've gone away from that I don't know if that's because of the skill set of the midfielders they've got or they just see they want midfielders who are capable of different things and so they
2: make that other pivot the fifteen. I think the, the 12 is evolving into a bit more of a direct kind of runner, but in saying that, David has probably evolved and moulded into that, that pivot and mm. that decision-maker at 12. He's very direct. He's, he's obviously a big body, but he can control the game with his kick as well, and that's something that the Crusaders will have to make adjustments with Jack Good here at 12. But going back to that point with the 15, I'm hearing you, Kemp, you, you want a 15 that is everywhere and anywhere and can break open a game. And the question mark, questions are, is if Bowdoin is at 15, are we going to see him being really direct, having a real crack, popping up in, in, in different parts of the field? We know he'll control the game. We know he'll get him into positions where he can make a difference and, and direct the the team around the park. But it's that broken play and that open play that's probably what we haven't seen with Bowden playing at 10, you know, because he's obviously having been a driver and. And playing flat at the line. But when you're seeing at fullback, you're going to have a bit more space in front of you. Open space where you've got to make decisions and, and try and open up a game. So for me, that's where I'd love to see a genuine fullback. a Will Jordan, if fit, if his head is okay, mm-hmm. back there opening up a game. Um, you know, with a Mark Tillier. Sean Stevenson, that's where I can see positives with him back there, um, Kempe, Yeah. Knowing that when he gets a ball with 30 metres in front of him, he's got options. And he can beat any man
0: going one on one. Yeah, that's what you want from a fullback. Yeah, big, big body. Yeah, look, I, I totally agree. Mm. Big body, good speed. Doesn't mind taking the line on. Because um, if they do get shut down, because that's what happens, and you know, it's not as if we're we're reinventing the the offense here. Um, when they do come up really quick, you want someone like a Stevenson. to Say, well, I'm going to take it through the line. You know, I'm going, to, I'm going to just carry the football because I'll have to do that, and a big body always helps you do that. So, it's a really interesting time when you think about it. You know, in the way that this um, All Black structure has found itself um, selecting sides with Fozzie knowing that his his job's basically done now. What and what, what he has to come up with to go to the World Cup? Because it, it, for him, I think the selections are key for his future. Mm-hmm. You know, if comes if he comes away and he doesn't get through the the quarters. Um, well, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to get, you know, these consultancy jobs and so on. But if he goes and picks players and really throws himself out there, and they and they go on and win it, the wheels is oyster again.
2: The, the thing about this Seiki is, is uh, Fozzie is is loyal. He's loyal to his players. He's loyal to loyal to the people that have that have uh, done the job for him before obviously that doesn't say anything about the loyalty that's been shown to Fozzie, but he's got nothing to lose. So one thing I'm seeing from this, is with him being a loyal servant to his players like Bowden, like Aaron Smith and, and co, that, that Bowden is going to have a position in that team somewhere. So that just says that he's going to be playing fullback and then Mochi is going to be playing 10. So that is probably potentially 90% of the, the team that is going back. And Adam's come through with a great one, Rico at 11, because Rico on the weekend was very good at centre, I feel. His game has gone to another level. And there was that time when he made that break and he passed on the inside back to, to Finlay, Finlay Christie and they yeah. scored. Yeah, The old Rico would have carried that, eh? The old Rico would have had a go and had a crack and backed himself because his distribution has been something he's had to work on. I've seen some involvement in his game that's given me, um, yeah, a lot of confidence with Rico going to the World Cup. Mm. Do you think he's, he's, he's uh, starter for 10, uh, is he?
1: Do you think after mm. Leicester's uh, announcement he goes to the World Cup?
2: I, I, look, if I was picking them, I'd I'd take him. Yeah, I'd take him. Look, I just think um, Rico and, and Talia. If Rico's playing eleven, he'll probably get that position. But I think the next best, uh, you have to take Leicester. Look, honestly, Caleb Pluck. Um, he's been carrying a few niggles, and I just don't think he's taking his opportunity when he's had uh, when he's had game time. And uh, it'll be hard to take him. That's just my opinion, anyway. So if they- I think Leicester's the ahead of
1: Caleb if fit if fit do you reckon Fozzy being Fozzy you know we, we know he, he he likes uh we know what he likes because we've seen him do it for so long that our mm. a <clears throat> our, our backline if everyone's fit is going to be Geordie at 12 ALB at 13 and Rico on the wing? he's not going to play Rico at yep. centre?
2: yeah I think that's it I think um he he'll, he'll look at Geordie playing 12 and I know he likes him there oh, at the start I remember talking to Fozzie in Wellington at the airport and he was talking about no, nah, he's not at 12. Nah, don't want to see him. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But every time he's worn the black jersey, he's made that 12 position his own. Took it to his last year at the end of year tour. There was um, one opportunity, though, on the weekend that, that cost him. If you saw that Brumbies game, just before Artie got held up, he actually drew in two defenders. If he just popped it to Balen Sullivan, they would have scored. Yeah. That's my only question mark, is when you're such a direct player, you lose sight of the opportunities around you. That's my only blink in his armour at the moment is, is whether to run, whether to pass and set up those outside you. Um, but wait, when he's done the, worn the black jersey, he's looked very, very solid. So I think he'll be 12, Rick Dog. Yeah, all right, there we go. There's
1: uh, lots of conversation to be had. Your texts, uh, always welcome, Double eight, double three. the 10 per beard post text machine, or 0800 1508 11. Right now, it's time for this.
2: Can't wait question of the day.
1: All right, boys, it's been a weekend of goats being goats. Uh, <laughs> Novak Djokovic has won this 23rd Grand Slam. He's the outright leader in most Grand Slam wins. Amanda Nunez has uh, uh, retired as the... Uh, greatest female combat athlete of all time on uh, after yesterday's win uh, equaled Anderson Silva's record for most successful title defences of in UFC history. Uh, we've also seen Pep Guardiola win the treble with Manchester City. It's a second treble he's won. He did it with Barcelona. Now he's done it with Man City. So lots of goat chat over the weekend for different sports. Here's the you can't wait question of the day though: Who is the goatest of all goats? <laughs> Who is the goatest of all goats?
0: <laughs> oh, mate! Well, you've just named three of them there. Just um, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like boxing is Fury the goat at the moment. You know you don't know because he can't get the fights that he needs to become the goat. Um, I still whenever you, whenever this question is raised, I always still think about Kelly Slater at 50, 51, 52, still being on the tour. Mm. And how difficult that is, you know, and the amount of and the amount of titles that he's won, like, it will never ever be repeated again. I don't think. Well, you always say that, don't you? But then some freak comes out and does it. Um, <laughs> so for me, I still think, you know, with Kelly being on the tour, I still think he's probably in sport he holds that mantle, goes close to holding the goat mantle across all the sports. Yeah, okay. no one else is doing it. Fifty.
1: The goatest of all goats is Kelly Slater for Kempy. What about you? Is he?
2: How much time we got. <laughs>
1: That's a great point. Hold that for You can text us double eight double three or call us 0800 150 811. We'll get Izzy's next here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast thanks to Chemist Warehouse the real house of fragrance.
2: Chemist Warehouse June catalog sale ends this week. Find Calvin Klein Euphoria for Men, 50 mil, now only $39.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SENZ.
1: Yes, the Temper Bedpost text machine is 8833 Temper and bedposts, range of mattresses, and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. It is 6.28, and Joe from Gizzy has called through on 0800 Morning, Joe. How you doing?
3: Yeah, morning, gentlemen. Very well this morning. Morning, boys.
1: <laughs> morning, morning, Joey. Kelly. The goatest of all goats, Joey. Who you got?
3: Oh, I think that's a uh, very uh, open discussion, but... Watching the uh, Warriors at the weekend, looking at the NRL, the greatest of all goats of <laughs> the NRL has got to be Norm Proven, who won uh, mm. 10 straight premierships with St. George in the 50s and 60s. Um, I think the greatest of all goats on the global scale has to probably be uh, a Jordan. Introduced mm. uh, from North Carolina into the NBA, won six of six when he went to the, to the finals, created a global brand, went to a secondary sport, came back and won another premiership. So, in my eyes, probably Jordan is the greatest athlete who, who created the GOAT talk, uh, which is followed by people like Brady and LeBron and Djokovic and all these people who have created brands around themselves. But someone had to take that first step, and for me, it was Jordan. The original GOAT. How
2: are those full pockets there, Joey?
3: Yeah, they are pretty heavy this morning. uh <laughs> <laughs> Isn't? Unlike Uncle's tips, so here's a tip for the week boys, right? When you need to do the kicker, yeah, holler at me because Uncle's tips yeah. are still running around somewhere down the down <laughs> our uh, somewhere. All right. We actually and on the multi, pump tree boys up on Friday, paid eight dollars fifty.
0: Oh, oh, good.
2: Get out of here. Okay, you lo- sick you're, of your photos
0: coming through. It, you've ticks. loaded it for Thursday, mate. <laughs> so you better get those tips in on Thursday then, okay?
3: Hey, here's a tip for you, Kempe. I've got, I've got a dog running today. Race eight at Palmerston Northwood. Go, Johnny, go. Do not back him, okay? <laughs> Will not win. He's a railer. Drawn outside. Stay off him, Kimpy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, Absolutely oh, yeah.
1: love it. All right. I've heard that before. Heard that before, Joey. Thanks for your call, brother. Cheers, boys, have a great day. Yeah, you too, mate. You yeah. too. Uh, that is our can't wait question of the day: the goaters of all goats. Have you managed to distil your thoughts over over the last five, ten minutes? Uh, is he? Have you have you got anything for us?
2: Yeah. Is there enough time? Right. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna do that next. I'll quickie. I'll quickly I'll quick, I'll quick, I'll quick, I'll quick For me, when you when you think of the goats, you, there's just always one name that comes straight to my mind. And when you look at his stats and his records, it's hard to go past them. I, I, for me, I think it's Tiger Woods. He's won 15 majors, second all-time, 82 PGA Tour wins, tied with Sam Sneed. This is probably the one that really stands alone. Woods is the only player to have won all four professional major championships in a row, comp machine that feat in 2000 and 2001. So he's the only player to do the, the Grand Slam sweep. Um, so, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a it's a question that you could um say plenty of names, but for me it's it's... It's Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods, okay.
1: Oh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, because, you know,
2: for me, golf's not really a
1: sport. It's more of a hobby, you know? It's kind of not like...
2: (laughs) So what do you got? Have you played it? (laughs) Have you
1: played it? Hey, probably the
2: most difficult sport ever.
1: I knew I was going to get a bite. Knew I was going to get a bite. (laughs) Ah, too good. Too good. It is 28 away (laughs) from seven. We're going to catch up with Araha now for the latest in uh, news from Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.